purposed of you, you can take your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. I enjoy the first part of the year. I, it, it's enjoyable for me to go back and look over the, the year bef- that we have just had also as we look forward to the new year. It's also fun to go back and give some thought to some of the things that went on this past year and and so today I want to preach on the passage where we had our theme from this year in Matthew 19 in verse 26 was the theme and uh, we'll get to that let's start in verse 16 today and we're going to go from Matthew 19 16 through verse 26 and Behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had many great possessions. Or for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today and ask, Lord, that you will... Bless this message today, bless your word, bless the, the working of the Holy Spirit in the lives of each one who's here today. Lord, we thank you. <clears throat> we thank you that this past year that we saw things that happened that only with you were they possible. And Lord, we give you the honor and the glory, the praise of all that takes place today. And I pray that you will be pleased with us today. <clears throat> I pray that you will be pleased with the condition of our hearts today that, Lord, if there's something that's hindering our, our fellowship with you, that, Lord, today you would show us and that we would repent of those things, confess those things, give them to you. And, Lord, I pray if there's someone here today that has been relying on themselves for salvation or 
relying on something else that, Lord, today they would see that it's an individual decision that one must make, and it must be a decision of faith that they will call on you and trust you completely and wholly to be their Savior, trusting in nothing other than your work that you have done on that cross, your death, your burial, your resurrection, that, Lord, they would trust in you today. And, Father, help us as a church family. Help us to grow. Help us to continue to grow in our faith and see that you've been involved in so many things this year that, Lord, you, you, one thing that you have proven to us is that you are faithful. And help us, Father, then to reciprocate that by being faithful and obedient to you. And, Lord, I pray you bless this time, bless this service. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Matthew 19, here we see some hard statements being made, and and uh, first thing that I want to give us thought to is this passage, just for a few minutes, and and I and I think of so so many. I, I believe that in in our world and in our country, in our state, and even in our own community here, that they have such a misconception of salvation, and I believe that that is what we have here with this young man who was very wealthy at the time and and he had a very much a misconception of what uh, salvation is and and so we see him talking to the great soul winner we we see him talking to jesus himself and 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 i love this i i I, you don't see you you just do not see jesus berating someone that comes and is asking sincere questions and uh, the only time that you see Jesus get pretty hardcore and 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 uh, um, uh, become pretty brash with them are those who were walking around in their prideful religion. And he was hard on the Sadducees. He was hard on the Pharisees because he knew their hypocrisy. They knew their hypocrisy, and he couldn't stand that. And we see God calling that out, but here we don't see that at all. And and he's answering some questions and and trying to and, and showing this young man what it is that he needed to hear that that would solve his problems and and help him to understand what true genuine salvation is about. And so we look in verse 16 and and here we have the young man he makes the statement and the old one came and said unto him good master what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life. We we see some Real mistakes here. First of all, he calls him good master or or teacher, and and here he doesn't recognize who it is that he's really talking to. He's talking to God of the universe. He's he's talking to God Almighty. He's talking to the one that has forever been, the one that is omnipotent, the one that is omniscient, the the one that has has always been and in all of his power and glory. And here he he doesn't recognize Jesus for who he truly is, and, and we'll see why that's the case, and, and, and we'll, we'll see more of that in a moment. But then he says, what good thing shall I do? Well, here we also have the, we need to understand what, what God has told us through all of the Scripture, and, and he wrote it in the, in the New Testament several times, but he also wrote it all the way back here in the Psalms, and and wants us to understand this, that in Psalm 14, and, and first of all, it says in verse 3 that 
He said, they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. That's Psalm 14, verse 3. And so he tells us that there are none that doeth good, no, not one. It tells us in Romans 3 the same thing. It says that um, uh, there is uh, none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, and, and so here, pointing out to him that, that uh, and he's going to point out to him that, that there is none good and and. Uh, so here, this young man is saying, what good thing shall I do to have eternal life? Well, Jesus says, he said unto him, why callest thou me good? First of all, young man, you need to understand that Jesus is God and that he's the only way to heaven. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so it's only through Jesus that we have eternal life. It's only through the work of Jesus Christ that we can have forgiveness of sins. And, and then he goes on and, and recognizing that, that they, he needs to recognize that Jesus is the Son of God, God himself. And, and then he also says, there is none good but one, that is God. Look, there, there isn't anybody here on earth that's good enough to win the merits of God where God will say, you know what, you've really been good enough, and, and, and so in my holiness and my righteousness, I will compromise my holiness and my righteousness in, in this one case here, because you've really been good, and, and, and so because of that, then I'll overlook and, and allow you in, even though you haven't trusted in my son, and, and you've done pretty good, but you, you, know, you haven't lived perfectly. Do you ever see God doing that? God's not going to do that. God is holy and just, and then that would not make him God at all. And so we would see and understand that God is obligated to be holy and just, and so we know that there isn't anything good in us that's good enough to win the merits and the graces of God where he will allow us into his presence on our own merit. It's not going to happen. I know people want to argue and people try to figure out different ways that, that we can be good. And, and look, there, there are good people in this world and, and that's great, but are they perfect? Do they ever have a bad thought? Do they, do they ever uh, kick against some authority that, that God is trying to place in their lives? Do they, do they ever battle with pride? Do they ever say a word that, that is wrong? Do they ever have a thought that's wrong? I would, I would uh, say that yes, more often than not. And that, that comes from all of us. And, and so we know that we all sin and come short of the glory of God. But and so here he says that there is none good. And so, young man, you need to understand there's not a single work that you're going to do that is going to merit your way to heaven. And, and you need to understand that I am God, that's who's talking to him, and that you need to realize that he's not just a, a master or a teacher, but he is the savior of the world, and, and you need to see that. And so he says, fine, if you're going to enter into life, then keep the commandments. Keep all the commandments. Keep every commandment. From day one, from the day you were born, you need to keep every commandment. You need to be perfect in all your ways. 
Well, I would say that this young man has a problem with lying. He said, and him which, Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder and commit adultery. Thou, you know, he tells us in the scripture, he says that even if you think upon a woman and, and you're married and you think upon a woman that you've committed adultery, even in your own mind, you, and maybe it's not adultery, maybe you're a single person, you just committed fornication. That's just as bad. Maybe you, I don't, I don't know, you just, there's all kinds of things that we do in our mind, and you, you thou shalt not steal, nor bear false witness. You need to honor your father and your mother, and you should love thy neighbor as thyself. And obviously, he didn't love his neighbor as himself, because then Jesus says, well, then give up everything that you have. Well, if he really loved his neighbor, he'd have been happy to give that up and help someone else, but we see that he didn't, and and so we see the universality of this sin that's going on, and 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 so the 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 young man says, "I've kept all these from my youth up." And Jesus said unto him, "If thou desire, if you will to be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me." But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And so we see that really there's an inability to be perfect. We just can't do it. Isn't that, but it, I, I take, I take uh, comfort in that, in knowing that God does not expect perfection from me. If he expected perfection from me, then I'm going to fail him every day. And so with that then, Matt, and, and this isn't in the message, but stop demanding perfection from your spouse. Stop demanding perfection from your children. Stop demanding perfection from those around you. You might say, yes, but, but I'm a perfectionist. And, and that's why you're so unbearable and hard to live with. Now, I'm not saying to be slothful in what you're doing. And I'm not saying that at all and being permissive and, and then saying, well, my child, that's just the way he is. No, look, can I be a little bit brash on this? If his butt needs beat, beat his butt. Okay? It is biblical. I really don't care what counselors tell you today. I could care less who Mr. Spock was. And I, and I really don't care what our society says today that your children are testing boundaries and they need to know what's right and they need to know what's wrong. And God has said, if you do not use the rod and you do not spank your children, you, you leave your child to their own and he will bring your mother shame. And just the facts of life, that's biblical. I've had people argue with me on that. Don't argue with me about it. Argue with God. Tell God, shake your fist at him, say, I'm not going to do that. Okay. We'll pick up the pieces later. And so, anyway, that was all free of charge, okay? <laughs> and I'm not saying abuse them. There, there is a biblical way of spanking a child, and it is okay. And it's biblical, and it's right, and it's Holy Spirit-led. And, and sometimes that, that uh, seed of knowledge needs to meet the Board of Education. How many ever got that in school? Oh. We, we had a teacher that he, 
Gary, he would take chalk and put an X on the board and these little footprints. And you would walk around and that person, you knew that person got it because you had these little footprints with an X right on his seat in. You know, that, ooh, he went and saw Mr. Kiner today, didn't he? I'll never forget that. I never wanted to have that on my seat of my pants. And so, oh, how careful we need to be. But, you know, sometimes God chastens us, doesn't he? So, sometimes he takes us to the woodshed too and, and here. But, and, and so I say that there are boundaries, but God doesn't expect perfection. He expects obedience and he expects faithfulness, not perfection. And that's why Jesus came, and that's what he's showing them and, and, and our inability. And then we go on, verse 23, Then Jesus said unto the disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of God. Didn't say it can't happen, okay, but hardly. Again, I say unto you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. You know, some people have tried to say, oh, well, back in the day there was this, this, this place where, um, and they called it the needle, and, and it was very difficult to get through, but you could get a camel through that. I don't believe that at all, okay? I believe that just exactly what he's saying. It, it's as easy for you to take a camel and stick them through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get to heaven, okay? I think it's, that's how impossible it is. I can't even get thread to go through a needle most of the time because I can't see it anymore. Huh? I, I never knew that struggle on fishing until I got my fancy boat, you know, and now I sit out there and the, you're trying to do this as the waves are going, and I can't see anything, and your arms aren't either long enough or short enough. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a struggle, and you young ones, will, you laugh now, but the day's going to come. And so finally you've got to take your contacts out and get it up here where you can run it through there, right? And so I just take about eight different rods and reels, and one breaks and just grab another one, you know, fix it later. But here we see that I believe that's what he's telling us. And may I say also that really for anyone, not just the rich man, it's that impossible for a man in his works to get to heaven it's only through Christ and what he has done for us. That's the amazing love of our Savior. That, that's the grace of our Savior. That's the mercy of our Savior. His holiness and, and his righteousness drove his son to that cross in order for all of us to have eternal life. Oh, and the cry of the helpless disciples, they, they see this. They're, they are exceedingly amazed. Now all of a sudden they're pretty spooked, right? I mean, they're, and, they're, and they're asking, well, who can be saved, God? Well, he says, well, with man, it's impossible. With man, it is impossible. You hear that? With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know, so many years ago in that little church in Spickard, Missouri, out in the middle of nowhere, and thinking that God even knows where Spickard, Missouri is at pricked my heart, and on that day when I called and asked Jesus to be my Savior, He became my Savior. And how grateful we ought to be in that time in your life when you prayed and, and humbled your heart, and by faith, you placed your faith in the saving work of Jesus Christ, and on that day, He saved you. And may I say, if you say, man, I've never done that, I've been 
living my life thinking that as long as I do the right things and, 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 and trying to be a good person that God's going to be okay with that. No, God's not going to be okay with that. God is showing you, and you are here today to hear the truth of the message that Jesus loves you and that he died on that cross for you, and there needs to be a time in your life where you have humbled your heart and by faith trusted in the saving work of Jesus and placed it there and told him that, yes, Lord, I trust you as my Savior today. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and be be my Savior. And you know what? At that very moment in in, in, your, in, in your genuine calling on Jesus Christ to be your Savior, He saves you and He's true to His Word and He will be till the day you die and, and the completion of your salvation. Oh, does that mean then we live like the devil because we know we're saved? That's straight from, that's straight from the devil, whoever said that. Whoever thought that up, wasn't God led to say that? Whoever said that was just parroting the lies of the devil. Anybody who said, well, if that, you say that once saved, always saved, means you can just go out and live like the devil. Well, the devil's the one that just told you to say that because God's word doesn't say that. And if you know Jesus Christ in, in your heart and you know him as your Savior, you're not going to want to live that way. And so here we see that salvation is only possible through Jesus Christ. You know what else? Is possible with Jesus Christ, you go back and, you know what, he healed the blind. Isn't that awesome to think? How would you like to live during that time and watched him walk up to a man that you knew was blind from, from day one of birth, and, and you watch him walk up to that man and, 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 and rub some mud that he makes in his hand and spits in his hand and rubs that mud and then places it on that man's eyes, and then that man wake, opens his eyes and says, I can see for the first time in my life. What a, what a joy that would have been. You think about, you imagine those disciples in that boat whenever they thought that they were going to die and they see Jesus walking across those waves. And I, I, don't, I, don't, know what, I don't know if, if Facebook's reading my mind or what. I, I'm, I, I don't like the ocean, okay? I don't mind the ocean if I'm standing on the beach, terra firma, you know? Keep my feet planted on the sand and I'm okay. Don't put me on some crazy boat where I can't see land because then they, I've been, they've been showing these videos on my Facebook, and now they're really going to get flooded because he's listening, right? All these big waves, you know, on these boats, you know. And I was like, oh, mm-mm. I like to fish, but I want to be close enough I can swim to shore if I have to, you know. And, 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 I, and I just, I, I think of the, the, the crazy waves of those days, and I think about what those waves might have been during that time. Anybody here remember Larry Johnson? Anybody here remember Larry Johnson? Larry Johnson loved to fish, and he fished with Burt Brown all the time. And But Larry Johnson grew up here, and when he was a kid, he almost drowned out at Jackson Reservoir because the wind picked up and capsized the boat. And I mean, it was a scary thing. You ever fished with Larry Johnson? If there was just even like a little whiff, he's like, we're headed to the dock, you know? We're done. We're not, fishing's over, you know? And, and but can you imagine they're out there on that boat and they make a living fishing and here they they're, and they're they're afraid they're going to die. This had to be pretty serious, okay? These are men that are on that on that sea all the time and they see Jesus walking across the water and and Peter says, "Jesus, if that's you, then let me come to you." And Jesus says, "Come." 
walk on water, Peter, and Peter walked on water. Um, the power of God to allow something like that. We, we think about how many of those that were deaf, that, that he, he healed their hearing, and those that weren't able to talk, and, and, he, and he healed their tongue, and they were able to talk, and those that he raised from the dead. And, and then you think about his very sacrifice, that when he died on that cross and he rose again, showing us that he's God, that in all of his power, in all of the miracle working of God, he is able to save anyone that will call on him to be their savior. It's a sacrifice big enough to save everyone from Adam, who was the first created being, to the very last one that will ever be created. Jesus Christ's sacrifice is big enough, whole enough, genuine enough to save anybody who calls on him. That's the power of God. And so if God can do all these things, then I think God can use us to do something magnificent for him. Wouldn't you think? I mean, we... we I have friends that that have asked that I be involved in in trying to get the word out that God we need a we need an awakening in our country, and I agree with that. I think that that we need believers to wake up and and believers to walk and and be honorable and godly in their in their intentions and in their lifestyle. But you know what I think? I think we're seeing that. I do. I, I mean, I know that. We've lost some battles politically, and, and, and I know that there's a lot of crazy junk that's been paraded around in our country today that is immoral and wicked and godless, and I see that, but I also know that I also see many people who are now turning and trusting Christ as their Savior. And you know what I ask? I ask God that He would do something uh, miraculous and, and that He would do something magnificent in our church family and that God will continue to, to save people through this ministry, and that we would continue to see people saved every day and every week, every month, and, and, and see God do something great and wonderful in our church family. That's why we need 100 chairs. I pray that in six months I come back and say, guys, we need another 200 chairs. Oh, guys, we need a bigger building. I, why can't God do that? And it's not about the numbers, but it is about the numbers. If, if you are preaching and teaching the word of God and, and sharing the gospel and people are being saved and people are getting right, then numbers are going to grow. And so let us trust him. And, and if he can save those and do those miracles that we've seen, then why can't God do that for us? Think about in our church, do you know that we had 58 people follow the Lord in baptism last year? Isn't that awesome? 45 in one service. How, how cool was that? And so I, I pray that God doubles or triples that number this year in those that trust Christ and those who follow the Lord in baptism. We have several that are ready to go again. And so we're going, you know what? We'll have one by the end of the month. We'll have a baptismal service. And if we need to, we're going to start doing one every month. And we'll have a baptismal service every month. And so let us pray that God will do something great with that. And, and as we continue to grow, and we are growing. I mean, I'm, I am thrilled by the crowd that's here today on a holiday, New Year's Day. Here you are spending the best part of your day right here in God's house, right where you ought to be. Praise the Lord for that. I talked to one gentleman this morning. He was so wound up because 
in the Bible Belt, and he was in a church where it was almost dead this morning. So I don't know what to do. I just thank God for our church family. And I pray that we'll continue to see people saved. I pray that we'll see families strengthened. I, I pray that our children can find purpose in their life and, and realize and understand that they are wonderfully and beautifully made by, by God himself and they are in God's image and, and that they have a perfect will and God's will that they need to find and they need to trust Jesus and then live for him. And, and I pray that we'll see that. I mean, look, think about some of the impossibilities that we think about. God paid $667,000, and four cents. He paid that off in one year in this group of people. God can do whatever God wants to do. And we need to trust him and walk with him. And, and I think about the things that we've been able to do. We helped several widows this year in, in, in uh, paying for some, some uh, car issues that they had paying for their oil changes, helping them to know that, that they're not in this alone, that, that God is here to help them. We, we have given, we gave thousands and thousands of dollars to special speakers to show them that we love them and, and send them on their way and help be a blessing to them. Our missionaries that are, that are all over the world, we've been able to help them. And we, we see our conquerors class has doubled in size and in those that are that are fighting uh, addictions and those who don't want to deal with an addiction, so they're in those classes to learn how to uh, uh, go at war with those things. Where we see Quam continues to be a, a, a solid ministry and reaching our children in this community. Where we, we see the uh, we're buying a hundred more chairs. We're 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 going to be uh, buying more tables. We're going to be. Uh, putting up a storage building for stuff so we can have more room in here. We, we're going to be building some classrooms or something, a sanctuary at some point in time. We're, we're hopefully going to be bringing Thane on full-time to help with the ministry. I mean, all kinds of things that, and, and I, I sit back and I look and, and we think about in 2014, you know, Lord, just show us and help us to do something great for you. And, and, and we look and, and, and there's no stopping this if we will by faith continue to trust in the miraculous work of God and by faith and obedience walk with him and be honorable to him who knows where this could end another day closer to reaching the tithe of this community some people think I'm crazy to think 2,800 people in a in a in a church service but that's only 10 percent of this community of the county of Morgan County 2,800 people I Think God could do a lot more than 10%. Stinking government wants 25%. <laughs> Why not? I still think that there's going to come a day when we're going to have some housing out here, some duplexes or some kind of housing where we can support those, those pastors that weren't in a church that quite was like Platte Valley Baptist Church. Maybe they didn't have much to live on and and they're and, and they they don't have any way to make a living and we can put them in a house and we can let them live there for free and they can serve in the church until God takes them home why not missions housing for missionaries come through guest speakers to stay love to see one day where we had enough classrooms where maybe we could even help start up some kind of a rehab center in this county boy what a desperate need there is 
for a rehab center in Morgan County. And I'm not talking about some secular, cultural, ungodly bunch of psychiatrists that are university trained and godless people. I'm talking about true rehab where Jesus Christ can save them and bring them around and show them that they are not worthless people in society, but that they can also find God's will in their lives and be productive in the community. I think we ought to grow grief classes and help those that are dealing with those sad times and those hard times. And, and can I tell you, there are some of you that have gone through this Christmas and New Year for the first time without a loved one. And I know how, how difficult it must be for you in having to deal with that. But can I say something? You're still here. And you're still walking. And you're still moving forward. And God is still faithful. Trust him. Allow him to doctor those wounds. Allow him to put the balm upon your heart. Allow him to help with the grief of losing that loved one. Allow him to help you with your loneliness. Allow him to help you with your heartache that you have. You know what you need to do is you just be faithful. Just take the next step in just getting up the next day. And give him honor and glory for the things that you're thankful for. Because if you really want to be honest, I know you may not want to think about that, but every one of us, even in the midst of your grief, has something to be thankful for. And allow God to use that. And, and I see how God has miraculous, miraculously taken you guys that have been dealing with that and used you for his honor and his glory. Oh, I pray that God will continue to just show himself in a mighty and powerful way through Platte Valley Baptist Church. You know what it means for us? It means that we take every day and we ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with your spirit today. Fill my mind with your word. Fill my heart with your motives and your actions today. Use my mouth to speak only your praises. Don't have an ungrateful attitude. Don't be one that, that is always looking for more and never content with what you have and where you are. But be one who is thankful and gracious and show gratitude to your Savior for what he's doing in your life. You know what? God is going to bless. And there, there is just no limit to what God can do. He saved you. He saved me. That was next to impossible. And God saved me. Brought me out of that miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. Gave me a new song in my heart. Just like he did you. So what can God do with us this year? I don't know, but I think it could be great if we'll just trust him and walk with him. You know where it starts? It starts with, first of all, knowing Christ as your Savior. No doubt in your mind. Don't let the devil get in there. Don't let him cause any doubts. If you've called upon Jesus Christ, God is true to his word. If you've never trusted Christ, do so today. Put your name in heaven and be reserved there forever. And then live for him. And let's go and let's continue 
to see what God can do and do something magnificent for our Savior. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, this isn't just a dream, but it is possible. It's possible with you. When it's your will and we just seek only your will and as we are obedient and faithful to you, that, Lord, you bless that and your almighty power is seen. And Father, I pray that you would manifest that. I pray that you will guide and direct us in our ministries. I pray that you continue to bless and seeing souls saved, seeing family strengthened, watching daddies come to trust Jesus and moms following and the children following. And Lord, I pray that you will do a work in our hearts. And I pray, Father, that you give us this community. I pray, Father, that it will be one not for us, but for you, your honor and your glory. Bless us, Lord. Help us, Lord, whatever the decisions that need to be made, that today, as we are sitting right here now, that, Lord, we just relinquish those and give them to you. And let us be used as you want to use us. Thank you, Lord, for 2022, even in all of the hardness that it's been. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy that you have shed upon each one of us. And I pray, Father, that you help us. Help us to be what you want us to be. And guide us and direct us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 496 in your hymnal. 496, I surrender all. Have you? Pray that you have. If you haven't, right now is the time to do so. Look, if the Lord's convicting your heart of something right now, you know what? Pray, relinquish that, give it to God. If you have questions about salvation, you come. Uh, We'll have someone sit down with you privately and answer any questions you may have and help you in any way. But whatever, let's just make sure that we have given him everything. Let's all stand as we sing that first verse, I surrender all. Savior, I surrender. 